welcome to KeeperCast, the Keeper of the Lost Cities podcast. I'm Sammy. I'm Sam. And I'm Clawney. I'm new here. I, I've i liked Keeper since I was really little, so I was I got involved with that podca- this podcast, and that's kind of all I have to say. Welcome. We're really glad to have you. Everyone listening, say hi, Clawney, or else. <laughs> this is episode 18, brought to you by... <sighs> It's brought to you by Dedrick. What else was I going to say? Right. <laughs> by the fandom sadness. Yeah, so this week we read chapters 30 through 38 of Everblaze, which included Kendrick dying. So I think we're going to be talking about that a lot today. Uh-huh, that's probably going to be our main focus. <laughs> I At this point, I've read it enough times that I'm just sort of numb to it. But, like... <laughs> I know. You'd think after I read it so many times. I think it's because it's been so long since I've read it, because I had lost my the my copies of the first three books for a few years, and now I have them again, so it's been a really long time since I read that. And it just all of the all of the emotional numbing that I had built up is gone. And funnily enough, my first time reading that scene, um, like, way back in, uh, in middle school, I didn't cry, like, at his death, but I, I, I shed so many tears at his, at his planting. Oh, yeah, that part was so sad. Oh, God. It really was. I'm not someone who, like, typically cries during books. I think I've only ever cried while reading once but I do remember when I first read uh, yeah at this point I'm also kind of numb to it because I've made so many jokes about it but when I did first read Kenrick's death I got really emotional about it but I think part of it was because uh, his death had been spoiled for me before so I knew what was coming the entire time and I was just like oh no Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, it just sort of came out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I, I don't typically. Yeah, I don't typically cry during books either. I think I've cried during books a total of um. Definitely less than ten times. Probably around like maybe five. Um, although, are we counting tears from? Are we doing tears from just sadness or tears from other feelings? Because I did cry out of jealousy once while reading a book. Jealousy. <laughs> Wait, which book was it? Um, I believe. It, um, oh, um, it was a uh, Ask the Passengers. I, I, I. It's a a, a lesbian book, and I was like. I want to hold hands with a girl. Why does she, I, I like? I already knew and was out and stuff, but I was just. But I, I didn't have a girlfriend at the time, and I was just like, but I want to hold hands with a girl. <laughs> Why does she? Honestly, that sounds like something I would do. <laughs> I'm a very, very emotional human. I feel my emotions at like a ten at all times. I just realized we got a message this week Ooh. so i was so caught up in the euphoria of kenrick dying that, like i forgot euphoria. to <laughs> <laughs> there's no euphoria with dedrick <laughs> we're off 
to a great start. Woo! <laughs> um, but, yeah, okay, so I feel like I should just read this now. This is from, um, this is a message on Tumblr from the official Wonder Girl, and it says, Hi there, I'm Hex, and I just wanted to say that your podcast is amazing, and I'm constantly checking Spotify for a new episode. Aww. You guys are great, and I hope you stay safe and well. So, yeah. Yeah. We shall. That was really nice. Thank you. Our episodes are basically weekly, except for the times where my schedule screws up and I have to apologize a million times and try and reschedule. And then also there's, like, the times where I just procrastinate doing the edits until, like, 12 p.m. on Saturday. But, um, so yeah, that was that was our one message this week. Now, back to Dedrick. Uh. <laughs> the Dedrick jokes are really not gonna end, unlike Kenwick's Kenwick's Never. life. <laughs> no. <laughs> I like how, I like how everyone in the fandom makes it makes Dedrick jokes. Like literally everyone. There's no exceptions. But the second that that someone makes one, everyone's just like no. But we all make the jokes, so everyone's like no, shut up, don't do that. You. Good. But also everyone does it. <laughs> causes everyone pain. Yeah, so I guess there were some parts of the section that did not, were not Kenrick related. So I guess we can just like go through those um, since they were all towards the beginning of the section. So yeah, the first thing I noticed was um, there was a, Sophie was going to class and um, Lady Vita, who's one of her, it was, she, she was her um, elementalism teacher yeah, and, oh, I remember that. That that's yeah. that, the little message of encouragement that she gave her. Mm-hmm, where she was like, never underestimate the power of a small change. And I remember that line because it made me think, like, oh, wait, is she in the Black Swan? Oh, wait, yeah, she could be. So, like, yeah, I don't really she know. Really, it, yeah, I mean, she could be. Mm-hmm. Because it could have just been, like, yeah, like, words of encouragement, because they knew that, like, the whole Fenton thing was going down that day. Um, or I felt like it could be some sort of message, maybe. Yeah. Oh, um, I did have a have a thing that I thought of. Um, so the, the gadget that Dex made to, like, help Sophie with her telepathic abilities. We are introduced yeah, to the I, yeah. circlet. Oh boy, the circlet! Yay, foreshadowing. But um, I I do want I do want to say though um, like I feel like because uh, I I know that Sophie didn't want to use it at the healing because you know untested technology at this huge um, uh the the heal the mind healing of a huge dangerous criminal, um, but she didn't like explain that to Dex she was just like I'm not going to wear it (laughs) at the healing and I'm like you can't even explain now our boy's gonna be sad yeah she was kind of harsh yeah just put him back in the book Shannon we want Dex back (laughs) Dex Volution yes (laughs) although he did he did make it on the bauxite cover so that's one win for us it's not enough (laughs) Bring him back. <laughs> Bring Jensie back. <laughs> Please. He wasn't in Legacy Jensie. at all. 
Yeah, they had that official art for him, and I'm like, oh, they're gonna put Jensi in. No. No, they didn't. No Jensi. Maybe, maybe in book nine, maybe unlocked, but I'm hoping for book nine because unlocked is an eight, is 8.5 and not like a book book. I, well, I don't know the phrase. Yeah, I have, I have a feeling that the unlocked cover is like, that it's just going to be Sophie and Keith. Probably. Because it has a split POV like that. So like, yeah, I'm not really trying to guess who's going to be on the cover of that one. Surprise, surprise. I want Tam on the cover again. Yeah, put Tam back on the cover. Yeah, I mean, I know he's been on two already, but I want him back on one. A, because I love him. B, I think it could actually make sense because I feel like it would make a lot of sense if in Unlocked and probably Book Nine he was a lot more involved, especially since we're going to be getting bits from Keith's point of view. Because of all that happened, like, they're starting to kind of bond a little bit. It would make a lot of sense if, you know, they they ended up, like, talking things through and, like, just, you, you know you know what I mean? It would make sense um, that that would essentially be the, st- the, the start of their friendship. Um, and, and then, see, the other reason I want it, everyone knows why I would want Keith and Tam on the same cover. <laughs> Everyone knows. I mean, I mean, yeah. Ever no, no one expects anything different of me, and honestly, valid. I don't expect anything different of me. <laughs> yeah. So some other things that happened before Kenrick went down was uh, Sophie went through Jolie's stuff, started finding like a mirror, some hints and clues. Um, she starts to suspect that. The pyrokinetic that Fenton trained probably killed Jolie, um, which is, like, starting to be on the right track there. And then, yeah, and then they go to Oblivimire. Fun times. I remember this one time uh, on Tumblr, someone uh, posted a picture. They took a picture of of a line. I I think it was, um, it might have been Counselor Tarek, uh, but, like, he said, like, you know, let's just, something along the lines of, like, let's just get the he- this the, the healing done. I'm sure we'll all feel better when it's done. And then someone, and then that person who took that picture just added, I don't know, I don't think Kenrick felt very good after. And then uh, and I remember, this was years ago, and I just reblogged it with, I don't think he felt anything when it was done. And someone oh. else reblogged, like, why would you oh. say this? It's my I guess on a more like plot related note, I don't know. I don't know if any anything in this episode is gonna be plot related, but um We try our best. It's just the Dedrick jokes episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um this is the first I was about to say episode. No, this is the first chapter where there's like a real death. Yeah. Or like yeah. a permanent death. Um, yeah, which everyone was like, whoa. Yeah, which is always kind of like a, oh, okay, things just got real moment. And even so, all of the deaths after this, not counting one of the Forkles, I think have been villains. So, like, seeing a character who's just, like, undeniably a good person just straight up die. And one of the best characters. Right, yeah. 
And, I mean, even Mr. Forkle, in a way, he was... Yeah, like, he did technically die permanently, but he also was kind of brought back because of the whole twin switcheroo thing. So, yeah, it's true that this is kind of... Like, Kenrick is kind of, to this day, only, like, the only prominent good guy who... There's only one Kenrick. Kenrick doesn't have a secret twin that we know of. <laughs> or does he? Right, or, or does, does he? he? That'll be that'll be the cliffhanger of like book eight point five. I'll be like, guys, turned out Kendrick <laughs> had a twin. <laughs> Just every character who has died at the, from in the entire series has a secret <laughs> twin. <laughs> Conspiracy theory. Also, speaking of Oblivemeyer, that scene. So it's like. It's basically this tower that's kept at super freezing temperatures. Oh yeah, it was like designed to make people go insane. Yeah. And they said that like the elves had invented it um like during there was a war at some point, right? And they had invented it during that to um in case they needed you know when they needed to make an example. Right, but like so, so their minds wouldn't break from violence. Which seems kind of like, hmm, I don't know. So, you know how we were talking about war crime? <laughs> yeah, I feel That's like- That's a lovely sentence out of context. You know how we were talking about war crimes? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I feel like keeping a prisoner of war in a tower all alone at a freezing cold temperature designed to make them go insane, that kind of feels like it should be a war crime. Yeah, how does that not break people? Right, like, I mean, I guess it's not technically violent since they're not, like, actively stabbing the person or something, but it still feels like you would feel a tremendous amount of guilt. Yeah, right? Maybe they had, like, like, I don't know... That maybe they didn't, like, go in there themselves, which, don't get me wrong, would still provide a lot of guilt, but it would provide considerably less if you weren't there. Even if you were the one who would order it, like, maybe they had, I don't know, goblins take them in there or something. Yeah, the more you think about it, the more terrifying elven society is. Yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all, like... You just assume that if their minds break from violence, then, like, they can't be violent people. And then it turns out, like, no, there's a lot of loopholes to that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, if they were ordering to have people taken into that tower, but weren't the ones actually bringing them in there themselves and seeing any of it, um, it's pro- it might be, like, something along the lines of when they have to order a memory break or something. And who's to say that mines didn't break when that happened, too, when uh, with elves? Or it could have even been, like, one of the memories in the caches, right, that they just, like, put away. That's also, that's also true. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. That got dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I know it's a dark episode because Kenrick's freaking dead, but... We just went into, like, morally dark... <laughs> On a slightly lighter note, though, after the whole, like, after the whole Oblivemeyer Everblaze thing, but before they know that Kenrick's dead, 
there is a scene in the middle, a very brief scene, where they're trying to, like, make as much frisson as possible in order to, like, counteract the Everblaze because Eternalia is, like, melting. <laughs> and uh, there's that scene where um, Sophie and Fitz are bottling Elementine together, right? And that felt very much like a calm between two storms kind of thing, where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, like, it was kind of nice, and you think, like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe things are gonna be okay, and then they go back there, and they see Orly sobbing, and you're like, oh, things are not okay. We were wrong. <laughs> we have been tricked. Bamboozled. <laughs> I feel so bad for Orly, man. I love her. She didn't deserve this. Kenrick didn't deserve this. Orly didn't deserve this. Well, yeah, because, like, already they were both being given the choice of, like, serving their society or, like, being together, and they chose to serve their society, and then what did Kenrick get for it? And what did Orly get for it? I'm gonna cry. <laughs> so sad! God, they didn't... They did deserve this. Coralie writes, man. And also, like, taking into account the fact that, like, legacy spoiler, even though we've talked about this before, but, like, that Orly is Sophie's biological mom. I mean, like, it's kind of weird to think about how, like, in a way, Sophie was a little bit complicit in Kenrick's death. And to sort of think about how Orly would be, like, working through that. Um... That idea of, like, I don't know. It's just an interesting idea to me. God. Well, now I'm going to think about that. I feel like if or if Orly could have been Sophie's mom, like, not just biologically, but, like, also, like, got had the chance to raise her, I feel like she would have been such a good mom, though. And, like, even though... Kenrick wouldn't be, like, biologically the dad. He would have been such a good freaking dad. He, yeah, he would have been an amazing dad. He would have been the best dad. Part of me wonders if he actually knew. Now that I think about it, like, he might have known. Like, she, like, I feel like she would have, she could have possibly trusted him enough to tell him. And, like, maybe that's one of the reasons why he was also so hardcore supportive of Sophie. Other than he just liked her. Um, yeah. And maybe another reason other than just he's a telepath to be the one, um, at the, at her, like, big test thing in book one. Because, I mean, Emery's a telepath, too. Could have been Emery. It was Kenrick. So, honestly, I think that's a valid theory that, like, maybe Kenrick knew. Now I'm... Now I want to write a fan fiction. God. You know, go for it, Sam. <laughs> I should do it. I have so, I, I it really should wait, but I, because I have so many other ones. Like, I still need to write the, the debts one that I wanted. I have, like, three, maybe four cam ones that I still need to write. There's just so many. Um, Fintan is and I'm putting this in quotes here, dead, as we later find out he's not, but... 
at this moment in time, we think he's dead. Right, I honestly forgot that he was temporarily I wonder dead. how he survived that. Was it... Yeah, I, like, I wonder how he survived that. Like, I wonder how... Maybe he... Maybe he... Because I... Did, did he use Everblades when he exploded himself? I mean, he's a pyrokinetic, which <laughs> when he does, means... Probably... I, he, yeah, but pyrokinetics aren't resistant to right, Everblades. So... As we know, as we find out later when Grady makes Brant burn his own hand off. Mm, fun times, fun times. Woo! <laughs> um, so, maybe he used a different type of fire. Yeah, maybe. I... Yeah, I don't actually know how he got out of there. I guess it just can be ascribed to, like, ancient, powerful, pyrokinetic things. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, or, yeah, maybe he, I don't know, I don't know, we, we don't know that much about pyrokinesis. I hope we learn more. Yeah. Especially with, like, Morella, I think it'd be cool if... Yeah, I want to learn so much from Morella. Side note, I love Morella. <laughs> I'm, I just realized that I'm gonna have to read the funeral scene again. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to feel the sad again. I don't want to feel the sad again. Yeah, those the funeral scenes are just like, like all of them, they're just brutal. <laughs> yeah, it's something about the trees, the aesthetic of the trees. They that hit makes hard. Like, oh man. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I want. I want a wanderling. I want to have a wanderling, but not like be dead. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder what my wanderling would look like. If I could draw, I would probably try and draw it. Yeah, they're just, uh, they're just such a cool concept. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're, and they sound gorgeous, too. They they look like, like they, the way they're described, they sound really pretty. The only issue is that to have one, you have to be dead or presumed dead. That minor bump in the road there. I mean, I suppose, technically, you wouldn't, like, have you but like they only do it when you're dead so <laughs> but like if you were able to get your hands on a wanderling seed all it takes is a bit of dna i don't think the seed can i don't think that the seed can detect whether or not you're dead i guess that's true well i mean really all you'd have to do is just like fake your death long enough to have a funeral and then just come back <laughs> <laughs> So, why did you fake your de death? Wow, I can't talk. Why did you fake your death? I just I wanted a tree. <laughs> this is just a random thing, but the cover picture is so different from the from the description of the scene. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Cause like, uh -huh. like I know that they were that they had jumped from it. Yeah, I wanted. I want Orly on the cover. Yeah, I want Orly on the cover. In the it says that they're all like holding hands and then Orly's there, but in the on the cover, like Fitz is like clinging to Sophie. Yeah, me too. Also, on the paperback cover, Fitz has gray eyes and it's so weird. Yeah, right. I thought I was the only one who noticed. Side note: talking about Fitz's eyes. Um, in eighth grade, when uh we moved into the house that I that that we live in right now, 
uh, we were like, oh, we have a house of our own. Like, we own this house, which means we get to paint the walls however we want. And I was like, I want my walls to be a reference to Keeper. And I decided that I would pick a color as close as I could to Fitz's eyes. And so that's what my bedroom is, is like. And I kind of wish I went for something else just so that other furniture and, like, um, uh, posters and stuff would match better. But, eh, you know what? I'm, I'm, pr- I'm proud of 8th grade me's nerdy choice. You know, that is so valid. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, but, yeah, I actually, regarding the cover, so one of my, um, one of my friends has a hardcover of, Everblaze and then I have the paperback so when you put the covers next to each other you actually see that his eyes were teal on the hardcover but they're gray on the paperback which confuses me a lot how yeah. how does that happen I think it was an error oh oh I have oh everyone being uh assholes to Sophie and Fitz before the healing oh yeah that yeah. happened yeah that happened I even notes on Fitz's locker and I was like all right, who who I gotta fight? <laughs> yeah, no, Cena was being really nasty, especially in this book. Yeah, I love Cena and all, but yeah, she just sucked in the first few. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I do like that she's gotten better since then. But even then, for the most part, she kind of sucked in a fun way, like right, yeah. And then in this book, honestly, a lot of the time, like, and, and also a lot of other moments, I'm just like, wow, that was immensely uncalled for. Like, all of it's uncalled for, but that was, like, extra uncalled for. Yeah, I think it's, like, you're right, that she's usually just, like, kind of mean, but in a way that's fun to, like, to read about. So when she is actually, like, she does say something that's genuinely really mean, you're just like, oh, okay then. And you're just like, wow, that one time when Sophie called Stina a giant lollipop. That was just iconic. Iconic. Yes, Sophie, bring back sassy Sophie, okay? She had so much sass and snark in the beginning, which I mean, yeah, so do most 13-year-olds and it starts to wear off a bit. But honestly, bring some of it back. I do like... Uh, I I loved Stina in Legacy though. Yeah, yeah, I like I've been liking her a lot more in the recent book. Legacy Stina was perfect. Oh, sort of related to that. I was um I was just gonna ask you, Clani, um, because I think we've I know Sam and I have talked about this a bit, but I don't think we've talked about it with a lot of um the other hosts. Is which of the which of the books like were your favorites? Did you like the most? Oh, dang. I just I really liked Never Seen, cause it I don't know. There's something I like. There's something thing that I liked about it having like a start and an end point. Never Seen is great. But like, it started when they left and ended when they came back, and it was yeah. Never Seen was my second favorite. Mm-hmm. Wait, was your favorite Legacy? Yes, <laughs> thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah, Legacy was good. But yeah, I get yeah, what you're saying about, good. like, never seeing having a start and an end point. Like, being, like, it felt like there was, like, a self-contained plot because the whole thing with the gnomes and the panics was, like, resolved, actually completely resolved by the end. Oh, 
That's another character who was who's good who's sort of died. Kala. Kala, right? Kala. Uh, Love Kala. I literally cannot look at a Kala Lily without getting sad. No, oh no. Well, I mean, like we said, but like we said before, she did get a tree, and that's like the best, best thing to happen after you die. Kala feels like kind of the opposite of like Mister Forkle's death, right? Where he died, but not really, because Kala also died, but not really, but it feels like a death. Yeah, she technically lives as a tree. Oh my god, that, that, uh, that Asdaf movie, do you, yes. you guys know Asdaf movie? Uh, Somebody help tree power. being robbed, I'll save you, tree powers <laughs> activate. Yes! <laughs> No, that's literally the plot I've never seen, though. Oh my god. I want Kenrick to give me a hug. <laughs> he sounds like he'd be such a good hugger. I know. I, I just... This is all I want. Yeah. Like, people don't know this, but, like, hugging is a skill, and some people have mastered it, and I feel like Kenrick would be a master hugger. If only he weren't fictional and dead. And I could hug him. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this um this one time. So um last year I was at a I was at a convention. I was at uh Anime Boston. And um there and you know, I I I, I was, you know, taking pictures of various cosplayers, like, you know, going up when I would see a cosplay that I recognized, like, hey, can I take a picture, all that stuff. And I saw someone uh, this uh this girl cosplaying as uh Patton from Sandersides, um, and, uh, so, and, you know, so I went up and asked for a picture, and she got so happy, she was like, oh, you recognize me, I've only been recognized twice, you recognize me, and I was like, I do, and, and, and I can't remember, we had a little conversation, she goes, do you want a hug from your Papa Patton? And I was like, I do want a hug from my Papa Patton. And she is literally the, like, 10 out of 10 best hugger ever experienced. Good hugs. I hope she has a, a wonderful life. <laughs> I told my sister about it, and she was like, hugging's not, not a skill. You, you, Hugging you is a can't skill. Be like a good or bad hugger, you're just a hugger. And I was like, no, no, you're wrong. I was like, you're wrong. And we ran into her the next day. And, uh, and so I was, and so, uh, you know, we, we, then she gave a hug to my sister. And, I, and so my sister was like, oh my God, you're right. <laughs> the sad episode sadly coming into an end. Like Kenrick. <laughs> I was <laughs> sorry. F in the chat. <laughs> you know, I was about to say we have one. We have like time for one last really good Jedrick joke, and then you just came in and said that. That was it. That was. The... <laughs> I'm putting an F in the actual chat for Kenrick. There it is. One glorious F. <laughs> oh man! All right. There it F. is. Just like how, how glorious Kenrick was. <laughs> And on that note, let's move on to social media. <laughs> so um, if you want to send a message to the podcast, you can um, please actually send all of your Dedrick jokes to either Keepercast on Tumblr or the Keepercast on Instagram. 
and you can also contact me at Malamelting on Tumblr and Instagram. Um, and as for my social media, um, I am ADHD, anxiety, and lesbianism on Tumblr with, like, little dashes in between. And then on both, uh, Instagram and AO3, uh, I am Electric Spins. There's a Z at the end. Uh, and I am Sewer 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 Couch on Tumblr, and I know, it, it's a long story, and then on Instagram- <laughs> I should hear that story later. On Instagram, I'm Clawney underscore Clue. C-L-O-O. Great, so this has been KeeperCast, R.I.P. Kenrick, and we'll see you next week. We'll see Kenrick in the afterlife. Oh yeah, we- true, we will not be seeing Kenrick next week. <laughs>